there anybody out there? Is there anybody listening? That's the big question on today's POF or tonight's POF. This is episode six. The show's been running for six episodes. It's not exactly consistent. Don't necessarily do one every week, but uh, let's face it, that's what politicians do. They don't necessarily do everything or they don't do much, but life is a box of chocolates. This week's show, basically, my POF is the fact that you've got companies out there who get, as I discussed with the whole thing with Dennis Ferguson and the witch hunt that went on with him when there were untouchable clergy in the Roman Catholic Church that seemed to go unnoticed or unaccounted for. Same thing applies with companies in this country. Um, Let's have a look at, like, for example, the companies that basically go offshore because there's no support for them in this country to actually, you know, hone their talents like we see so many Aussie companies go offshore because they don't get any support we see a lot of film stars filmmakers go offshore because there's no support for them in this country we see a lot of musicians go offshore because there's no support for them in this country Um, it's one of those things that really does annoy me the fact that we're so close to America with regards to our psyche and our financial economic status and also the fact that John Howard had his tongue so far up George Bush's, but I won't finish that sentence. Um, The point of the matter is, is that there was the thing on four corners in the last couple of weeks about a company. And this company had a um, product that supposedly conditioned fuel so that it was less environmentally hazardous. And it also gave your engine longer lasting life because it actually maintained your engine. And it also gave you better mileage in your fuel consumption. Now, this is something that's yet to be proven based on the fact that the person that they used to prove that their concoction worked was a scientist from the Ukraine. Um, Not exactly a well-known scientist by all means, but it was a scientist nonetheless. And we've also heard that this company has had success in countries like Russia and India, although Four Corners basically did their little expose on them saying that they were nothing but fraudulent or, as I should say, liar, liar, pants on fire. Now, the point of the matter is is um, the shareholders, and the thing that really amazes me when they talk about these things, I always use the term mum and dad shareholders. Um, and remember that, mum and dad shareholders. Now, the point of the matter is, is that in order for you to invest money into companies and large amounts of money into companies, it doesn't put you into the same category as your normal Aussie battler mum and dad. Now, you know, these shareholders are, you know, on the brink of losing all their money. And the point of the matter is, is that when you invest in a company, the main reason why you invest in it is because of the pitch that's sold to you by the broker. Now, the thing that was amazing with this is that these shareholders were suckered or enticed into investing their money into firepower with absolutely no prospectus. Now, under law, that's not allowed. And yet these brokers went out and they sold shares to these mums and dads. One of the people involved was actually a director. He came in and pretty much jettisoned out of the company. But one of the things that he did was he bought shares at one cent per share and then sold them off for 30, 40, 50 cents per share. 
Now, you know, does that make the company liable or does it make that individual liable for that transaction, which is highly illegal? Number two, does it make the company liable or does it make the brokers liable for selling the shares without a prospectus? Number three is that the product itself, um, we're hearing that it does work in some instances. We're also hearing that it's doesn't work at all. Now, the thing that really annoyed me with the Four Corners program is that they basically um, played down the fact that this Ukrainian scientist, they really made it out that he was a nobody, that he wasn't, you know, didn't really know his stuff and that, you know, you could have pulled any, you know, third world country scientist and have him do a analysis on your product and say that it works, give it the two thumbs up. Now, the point of the matter is, is that if Four Corners really wanted to kind of like scrutinize the product and show the general public that it didn't work um, uh, beyond reasonable doubt, rather than just bringing in one engine specialist who ran some tests and said that, no, it doesn't work. And it's, you know, if it was to do the things it was to say it was going to do, that it would be fantasy land and all that kind of thing. Why didn't they bring in three experts from three different independent companies, um, maybe even five different experts. That way you're going to get a cross-reference of people rather than one person who, you know, and even on the show, he didn't seem very confident. You know what I mean? He seemed like he, like he didn't want to necessarily totally run the product down. He just said that, you know, the specifications that have been handed out seemed a little bit, you know, far-fetched. Now, taking that and putting that into one corner, saying that the product doesn't work, maybe works, possibly works, okay? It's not beyond reasonable doubt that the product doesn't work at all. And this is one of the things that annoys me is the fact that a company can, um, you know, a fledgling company who hasn't listed yet, and let's face it, when you buy shares in a company, the whole point of buying shares is so that you can sell them off once the company has listed and make a profit on your shares. Now, there was a lot of um, internal um, what you call like a coup d'etat happening with the product. Now, let's face it. If it was a product that rivaled Coca-Cola, I could understand you'd probably have similar kind of attacks. If it was a product that rivaled Victor Lawnmowers, I don't think Four Corners probably would have touched it. But it was a product that actually went against, to a degree, the oil companies. Because what it was doing was actually giving you better mileage in your car and it was actually allowing your car and your engine to run and last longer, run more efficiently. Now, that is a threat to any of the automobile companies. It's a threat to the oil companies. It's a threat to a whole range of different power players within the economic system that we live in. So it gave them, you know, and let's face it, the media companies have, you know, a little kind of, you know, they have a control over the media because let's face it, the world runs on money and the media companies run on money. Now, I'm not saying that the Four Corners was necessarily intimidated by the oil companies, but um, they really pushed the fact that it was the mum and dad shareholders who were being affected. Now, let's take a look at it, okay? We have a company who has a product that doesn't do, or apparently, allegedly doesn't do what it's supposed to do. We have shareholders, mum and dad shareholders who are getting ripped off, okay? And we have the ACCC, we have ASIC, and we have the Four Corners tearing shreds off them, doing a witch hunt. We have the Sydney Morning Herald and Gerald Ryle, I think his name is, the, um, the, the journalist who's doing a wonderful job of turning these guys into absolute enemies of the state. Now, the thing that amazes me is that when you look at companies like Microsoft, 
and Telstra and banking companies. I don't need to mention any of them, pretty much most of them. And then you look at the mums and dads, not the mum and dad shareholders, just the mums and dads. Now, number one, Firepower was supposed to have a product that didn't work. Um, the thing that really annoyed me was the fact that the actual pill that they were talking about that helped mums and dads get their engines and their cars running at a better mileage and you know last longer lasting engines wasn't even available in this country. You couldn't actually buy it in this country. It wasn't allowed to be sold in shopping centers, you know, supermarkets, whatever it was. So there was no real threat in this country. Now, products like the Xbox 360, which is available in retail outlets around Australia and the world, actually created a manufacturally faulty product. Um, this product was designed badly. The architecture of the Xbox 360 had the um, graphics processor and the actual main processor situated so close together that when it heated up, the uh, main processor unit was glued to the motherboard. Therefore, with the Australian humidity mixed in with the heat of these two things being so close together, if the Xbox was stood upright, the processor would slip off the motherboard, causing software errors, problems that were totally unfixable. Now, the thing that was amazing is, is that Microsoft were able to sell this product in our country, even knowing that it was going to be faulty, like in America and other countries where their population's way more and the sales of Xboxes probably went through the roof, they would have seen a return rate happening. So they would have had an, an inkling that something was going wrong. Now, at no point, even when the cat was out of the bag and Microsoft actually said, yes, we've made a mistake, they changed their warranty from one year to three years to cover that error that was happening, not once did you see Four Corners or anyone turn around and say, you know, the Xbox 360 should be investigated, that Microsoft should be indicted for selling a faulty product that wasn't working properly. Um, it just basically went under the radar. They were untouchable. Now... Um, we have, you know, working in the industry that I work in, I have many, many angry mums and dads who've shelled out $600 of their hard-earned cash to buy their children a console, mainly so the parents can actually get on with their life without having to worry about their kids. But the point of the matter is, is that no one seemed to stand up for their rights when they were getting shafted by a major mega corporation. Same thing applies with the banks. Now, we have people getting ripped off left, right, and center with bank fees that don't necessarily, you know, hidden fees. Um, we have banks actually apologizing, saying, yes, we unfortunately for the last two years, we have been charging you a fee that we shouldn't have been charging. Do you see that on Four Corners? Do you see that on the news? Or if you do see it on the news, is it after the fact that a cat was rescued from a tree? You never see them as headlines where the banks are literally doing things that, you know, and, 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 you know, first person, I have knowledge of a um, associate of mine who had some problems with a bank. <clears throat> um, again, I won't mention any names, but this bank did illegal things. It was actually offloading liabilities to its clients, meaning it had one client who had a company that was actually say $700,000 in debt. It basically sold that company to another one of its clients who was in a similar business, basically saying that this company was fine, wonderful, excellent. Once the purchase and the merger had happened, the cat was out of the bag after all the documents were signed. And this person had now purchased a liability that had been known was a liability by this bank. 
he then tried to, you know, charge, well, basically say, look, I don't want this. The bank threatened him. The bank basically said, wash their hands of it. They also did some other underhanded things, which were just, and, and the thing is that you might turn around and say, well, you can't be saying these things. Well, yes, I can, because there is evidence, actual hardcore evidence, hard copy letters with letterheads from the bank showing that they have actually done illegal things. And they've used money to silence my associate so that he wouldn't actually say anything about the illegal actions or activities that they were partaking in. Now, when my friend um, tried to take it to court, because again, certain things happened where once the silence money went through, um, certain things that the banks promised or that the bank promised would not happen, happened. So therefore it made that null and void. And this person took it to the courts, to the federal court, Supreme Court, and they did everything in their power to make this guy out to be an absolute idiot, an insane nutter. Even though he had circumstantial evidence, factual evidence, hardcore evidence to prove that he was right, they tried to write him off as a nutter. Now, where was Four Corners there? Where was the system that is witch hunting another company who may or may not have a product that works, even though Microsoft were able to sell a product that didn't work? Um, you've also got the fact that our petrol prices are absolutely skyrocketing. And even though we hear in the news that the oil prices are going down, we're still seeing the Bowsers at $1.40, $1.50, sixty, depending on what part of Australia you come from. Now, is that mums and dads being hurt? Are mums and dads suffering because of the price of groceries, because of the price of the petrol, because of the price of transport? All these things are going up. The only thing that isn't going up is the pay. We don't see any wage rises, but we see an increase in the cost of living. And no one seems to give a rat's ass about that. No one seems to you know, care, but they're willing to attack and make a mockery and make a patsy out of a company that really hasn't had a chance. And let's face it, like they say that the CEO of this company is offshore. He won't come back. He won't answer his calls. He won't do that. Now, if I'm in the middle of a witch hunt where everyone is basically all, you know, if I was Lee Harvey Oswald, I'd want to get the hell out of there as well. If everyone was going to say beyond reasonable doubt, you're the man who shot JFK, when in actual fact, he wasn't the man, but the general public had been brainwashed by the media to say that he was the man. So what kind of reception are you going to get? What kind of fair trial are you going to get? You know, as soon as you step forward, just look at Pauline Hanson, for example. Pauline Hanson came forward. Sure, she had some radical ideas. Um, let's face it, some of the ideas that she thought was, you know, important for this country. Everyone, you know, when I say everyone, the media um, said she was a crazy woman. She was racist. She was this. She was that. Look at Australia now. And I'm not saying that, you know, all, all I'm saying is that. Australia itself is starting, you know, the whole multicultural thing is a fantastic thing, but we're the minority. The Australians who were born in Australia, who were, you know, we're, we've been dumbed down. Our education system's been shot to shit. Um, we have absolutely, you know, you know we've, we've been um, turned into these mindless zombies who would prefer to sit and watch Big Brother or play on their computer games or play World of Warcraft or do these things and become so lazy. Um, we've had our political correctness thrown in our face where if you slap a child or discipline a child, you can be charged. Um, you've got all these things that are just absolutely turning the 
Um, and, w- and when I say, like I said, there are people here from other countries who have been here for multiple generations. Um, they weren't necessarily born in this country, but they actually came to this country when they were young. Um, they gave something to this country. You know what I mean? They, they, they didn't just come over here and then basically, you know, live off the system itself. Um, and the point of the matter is, is that with Pauline Hanson, she was saying things that the general public really wanted to say, but they couldn't say it. She was the voice of the country. Now, when she was on 60 Minutes and when she did the things, we know after the fact that they took her out of context. They actually re-edited the things. They added questions that she wasn't even there for and then answered, I mean, edited her answers to questions that weren't asked and they just re-edited another question to make her look like an absolute idiot. Now, the point of the matter is, is that the media are so good at manipulating the general public and what annoys me in this instance, and don't get me wrong, I'm not defending firepower. I'm just saying that with any company that has a product that could possibly work, and like I said, the jury is still out on whether the firepower product actually works. And the point of the matter is, is that if you turn it into a witch hunt and you give your own you know, unfair and unbalanced report on something, um, you know, fair enough, there are shareholders, but then look at the shareholders who inv- who've invested in HIH. Look at um, things where people have invested in products that, um, you know, didn't necessarily go too well, but again, never really saw the same persecution that's been thrown at firepower. Let's have a look at the, what's that other thing? The Australian Wheat Board, I think it was. Um, whatever happened to the investigations on that, that seemed to just go by the wayside. You know, even though it was possibly beyond reasonable doubt that the Australian Wheat Board was involved in selling wheat to Saddam Hussein, whether or not all that, you know, wheat for oil, all that kind of thing was happening, who knows? But the point of the matter is, is that there was no real investigation into that. Yet there was a massive investigation into this product that supposedly allows your car to get better mileage, better for the environment, and better for your engine. Now, again, it's one of those things where I can't honestly say because I haven't actually, you know, I'm not a scientist, I haven't run tests, but Four Corners, if you want to do a rerun on your um, Liar Life Pants on Fire, get some more specialists in, get some serious scientists into the mix. Don't just get one guy who is good with engines to do your laboratory tests on this product. You know, actually, Get some serious people in there to do, and not just one, get them from different companies, you know what I mean? And preferably not from Shell or BP or one of those companies. Bring in some green scientists, people who work for Greenpeace or people who work for these other companies. Bring in some, you know, as I said, bring in some fair and balanced um, due diligence from your end. Um It just seems to me that our country is getting to the point where we just take everything for granted. Well, not just take everything. We we do. We take everything for granted, but we also take everything as red. We don't necessarily want to have to think for ourselves. We would prefer to let the media do the thinking for us. And it's amazing. If you have a look at some of the media, you know, on the mainstream TV, like Today Tonight, Current Affair, we recently saw, I think it was Today Tonight, got taken to the cleaners for actually misrepresenting a certain person by the name of surname Corby. 
Um, you know, the media have the ability to get ratings. They'll do everything to get ratings. Now, I'm not saying that the ABC did this in their report on firepower, but the point of the matter is, is that you need to show a fair and balanced um, thing. And the other thing was, is that they had the people that they were interviewing, John Finnan, who was a former CEO, um, he was with Austrade, and Austrade actually really um, boosted the recognition of firepower overseas. They took them to Russia. They took them to these different countries and really showed that, you know, this company is really great. Where was their due diligence? You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> from what I could gather of this story, they seem to be more attacking John Finnan and Austrade than they were on firepower. But the point of the matter is, is that at what point do we turn around as Australians and go, give them a go? You know what I mean? Like, sure, they may have a product that maybe doesn't do exactly what they're saying, but like how many products, especially with Telstra, where they turn around and they say, we'll give you 24 megabits download speed or, you know, ludicrous speeds that you'll be able to get. Um, even with the point of them saying that you'd be able to get incredible range with your uh, mobile phone. And we had so many people complaining, saying, well, it drops out here and it drops out there. Um, we had so many people saying, well, I can only get, you know, 300K download, 300 KPS, not 24 megs per second. Why am I paying such a ludicrous amount per month to get these pri um, speeds that you're telling me I can get? And then there's the fine print. So, you know, maybe Firepower should actually say, well, look at our fine print. Our fine print says it depends on the engine that you put it in. It depends on how old the engine is. It depends on what type of fuel you're using before you started putting Firepower in. It also depends on the fuel that you are using. Are you using diesel? Are you using um, uh, unleaded petrol? Are you using normal super pet um, petrol? The point is, is that it just seems to me it's an amazing attack on a company that could actually do be beneficial to the general public based on the fact that if it does do even partly what it claims it can do with some extra research and development money, then they could actually capitalize on the fact that they have something that kind of works and they could actually improve it and then improve it again and then improve it again. Um, you know, you don't see these companies like Microsoft improving, okay, Vista, for example, when Vista came out, there were so many people complaining. Um, it even got to the point where people were actually back downgrading back to XP because of the fact that Vista was causing problems. It wasn't connecting to certain software or, sorry, hardware. Um, it, was, it was full of all these bugs. Now, you know, you didn't see anyone turning around and really hammering them in the way that Four Corners hammered firepower. Um, you know, and even though people turn around and say, well, what about the mum and dad shareholders? They were taking a risk. You know, whenever you invest money into any project, you are taking a risk. Now, if the company doesn't list immediately, you know, if the broker who is selling you the shares, and let's face it, real estate agents, God bless them, they will tell you anything. They will tell you that there's gold underneath that property that you're going to buy if you actually buy it. And that's the other thing. I've seen personally absolute fabrications told to me to purchase a certain um, premises and after moving into those premises, seeing so many of those so-called promises never eventuating to the point where they were just blatant lies. And yet, where do we go? Can we actually ring up Four Corners or can we ring up these places? 
um, to say, look, can you do an investigation on this certain real estate agent because they're absolutely full of shit or this property developer because he's making shonky buildings or, you know, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it just seems to me that when they use the term mum and dad shareholders, they really should take out mum and dad. You know, these people are shareholders and anyone who's invested in anything, whether it's a small business or a large business or a corporation or whatever, there is a certain risk involved. That's why you are a shareholder and you're an investor. You're investing your money. If everything was guaranteed to make you a return on your investment, then, you know, there'd be no poverty in the world because everyone would be investing their money and it would be going into businesses that just totally become fruitful and go off and go gangbusters. Now, it annoys me when you have, um, you know, media programs milking the fact, you know, trying to get tears out of your eyes for these mum and dad shareholders, all these poor mum and dad shareholders. Um, Get off the boat. Leave mum and dad out of it. They were shareholders. It was a male and female shareholder. Okay, you, and then the thing was is that when you saw these people being interviewed, they still had their house, they still had their you know swimming pool and their barbecued area, and they were you know having fun. You know what about these poor people in North Queensland who had their houses destroyed by the cyclone that hit them, and and the um, insurance companies didn't come to the party because there were certain clauses in their insurance packages that claim that they weren't covered for this or they weren't covered for that. You know what I mean? Like they're the real mums and dads who are being shafted by corporations. But again, do you see Four Corners do a full investigation where it's a, you know, where they actually grab the CEO of the, of the bank involved in the insurance company or the, sorry, the CEO of the insurance company or the bank's insurance department? You know, do they run them over the coals and do they make them out to be Christopher Scases? Do they make them out to be these fugitives of the law? Like they really made out Tim Johnston to be this absolute cretin of a person. And the point of the matter is, is that give him a, give him a chance to defend himself. You know what I mean? Don't actually just turn around and say, this guy is this kind of person and that's it. You know what I mean? And don't expect him to come back into a war field because that's exactly what he's going to do. Can you imagine if you yourself listening now, if anyone's listening, actually had Four Corners do an expose on you that you didn't pay your phone bill on time and they made it out that you were this you know, menace to society because you didn't pay your phone bill, therefore you don't pay anyone's bills and never lend him any money and totally destroying your credit rating and never being able to get a personal loan or renting a place or getting a video membership at your local Easy DVD. Um, would you want to come back and fight them the day after the program was aired? Would you want to come back and fight them knowing that everybody at the moment hates you? Or would you prefer to wait until you know the next big movie comes out or the next season of house comes out or the next season of something to take the general public's brainwashed minds off the fact that you are the enemy bring you in like it's, it's amazing in any court system you um choose the jury and the jury is chosen now if one of the jury members may be someone that's against like for example if you have a drink driving case where the guy drank was drink driving and accidentally hit another car, a parked car. No one was hurt except the person driving. And you bring in the jury and it's made up of housewives with children. Now, do you honestly think that guy's going to get a fair trial based on the fact that all of those, all of those women, and this guy actually got done for drink driving at three 30 in the afternoon. So, you know, it's one of those things where you really need to bring in a fair jury and a balanced jury to actually give the person a fair trial. 
So all I'm saying is that, you know, if they give him a fair trial, I'm sure he will come in on balanced ground and actually say, look, this is the situation. This is what needs to be. It's already been announced that he's already discussing a rescue plan. Now, the point of the matter is, is that, as we all know, if you ever loan money to a friend and that friend doesn't pay you back on time, you don't remain friends for very long. But if you turn around and say, well, okay, fair enough, give them a little bit more time. Don't dwell on the fact that they owe you money. Just turn around and go, yeah, no worries. Get on with your life, do your thing. And then one day they might turn around and say, hey, I've got that money for you. It's a bonus for you because, you know, you'd totally forgotten about it because you got on with the rest of your life. The point of the matter is, is that let Tim Johnston come over, give himself a fair trial. If he's guilty, fair enough. If the product doesn't work, fair enough. But at least give the guy the chance to actually show his side of the case. Don't just write him off and say, plug him, pigeonhole him, put him into a corner and say, this guy's a menace to society. Okay, if he was making a product that basically destroyed the environment, if he was making a product that poisoned the waterways, if he was making a product that cut all the trees down in Tasmania, then I can understand, yes, he's a menace to society. But this guy had a product that actually was environmentally friendly and actually helped the average mum and dad with their car and fuel costs. And if the product did work, but they may have been exaggerating the, 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 the marketing, then, you know, fair enough, slap him on the hand, say, look, bring it back down. And at the same time, slap Telstra on the hand and say, stop promoting your product as doing this when it actually only does this. As I said, 2009 should be the year of accountability. And all I'm saying is let's be Australian. Let's actually give him a fair go. And let's make sure that everything gets sorted out in an amicable way rather than just turning it into a witch hunt. So that's my pop for the week and uh, I'll see you next week and we'll be discussing the Roman Catholic Church. Just kidding. All right, see you all later. Just a postscript, um, I just remembered the other thing with banks is they have this wonderful ability to actually slap you with um, a $35 to $45 um, account overdraft fee. Even if they know that your pay goes in on a certain date, but because of a computer glitch on their side, um, the pay doesn't accidentally go in, but they know that the pay goes in every you know month or every week at this date, they will still hit you with a $45 overdraft fee, even though they know the money's going to be in there. It's even been to the point where I've actually seen um, checks who, that have been deposited where they've bounced and they've done that, even though there's another account tied to that account. There's two accounts. There's the main account and then there's the um, working account, the account that actually run, the business runs on. At any time, they can actually transfer the loads of cash that's in this main account into the little account that does the actual day-to-day -day running of the business. But no, they don't want to do that. They would prefer to make a wonderful gravy profit and charge you $45 that bounce check, even though they know that you have money in an account tied to that account that can pay that money to clear the thing, or even though they know that your pay is going to go in a day later. That's what I call investigative journalism material. Can All I right. just add something to your sure, addendum? Can. Yeah, yeah, go and, crazy. And hello, this is uh, Glenn talking from above. Um, I just wanted to continue on from your POF because I've got a, oh, not a POF, but uh, 
just something that makes you go, hmm. And it's to do with the banks as well. Now, I don't know if ever, any one of you have ever got or asked the bank for a, a repeat statement. Have you ever asked the bank, Mark, for a repeat statement? Meaning if so, if you had a statement sent to you and it was either lost or damaged by the weather or something and you weren't able to actually access it, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. You just want another one. Yes. You want another one or, uh, you know, you want your missus to have a copy or something like that. So you ring him up and you say, oh, can I get a repeat statement of the current one, not a back issue or whatever, just the current statement. They go, oh, yeah, well, you know, that, that, that'd be uh, whatever, two bucks, something like that, two bucks, seven bucks, I don't know, whatever it is. And uh, we'll call it, call it five bucks. We'll meet them in the middle. So five bucks for a repeat statement. And um, so you go, yeah, okay. And say, why does it cost so much? Oh, well, that's how much it costs us to uh, produce this statement, you know, to print it, the paper, to put the holes in it, to cut it, to fold it, to put it in the envelope and send it to you and to post it. You go, eh, okay then. So now I've just signed up for no paper statements, they're all coming to me now over the internet, which I print out myself, which I thought that's nice and dandy, uh, you know, help the planet. But do you think that because I'm going to save the bank cost $5, that they're going to offer that back to me? Do you think they should offer that back to me? I, yeah, I think so. Because I'm saving them $5, but they will still charge me the $3 base account keeping fee, but I've just saved them $5. So, yeah, true. That's my. This, this is what I'm talking. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. You've got so many, you know, and this is the thing that amazes me too: is the fact that when they're small amounts, they don't get noticed as much. But when you've mm. got three million customers each getting two dollars or three dollars, or these little fees are being added every now and again, mm. that's a lot of gravy. Yeah, you know, that's 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 a lot of roast dinners. Mm. But also, even with as far as you know, you get ATMs and. You think, okay, and the bank sold the ATM to the public and they said, well, you know, if more people use the ATMs, then we wouldn't have as more people in the, in the, bank, in the offices, in the branches. Therefore, we wouldn't have as many taxes to pay and many salaries to pay. So all in all, services should be cheaper, but they're not. The, the, yeah. the, the ATM fees have gone up. You get charged for ATM withdrawals, whatever, you know. Uh, they're saving money. But they're still charging you. So that's my little, my little yeah. question. Yeah, no, fair enough. Throw it in there, mate. Question of the Throw week. it in. That's okay. what it's all about. It's oh. the pop. Mark, Mark will be back next week with more. See you on the flip side. Here are the credits. 